This is episode 7 of the Online Business FM podcast with Louis Luke. Introducing Online Business FM with Louis Luke. Online business ideas, digital marketing strategies, growth hacks, SEO and blogging tips to help you succeed in the online world. Online Business FM. Let's find out together how we can make it online. My people, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Online Business FM podcast, the show that aims to give you the insight, knowledge, and why not, some inspiration and motivation to help you succeed in the online world. This is episode 7 of our podcast, and 7 is actually one of my favorite numbers. I don't know if you like soccer or not, I do, I love it, but usually the player wearing the number 7 jersey is one of the most influential players of his or her team by assisting strikers and scoring lots of goals themselves too. Think of uh, some famous players off the top of my head that were or were that number on their back like Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham, Eric Cantona, Luis Figo and many, many others. The number 7 is also considered to be a lucky number. A triple seven means jackpot on the slot machines, and there are many other reasons as well. But we are not here to discuss soccer or lucky numbers, are we? Although you could perfectly build an online business around those kinds of niches and actually sell your own products, be it informational ones or even physical ones. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's session. Selling your own products. To keep it at our regular episode length, and since I have so much to talk about concerning this topic, I am actually going to be dividing the content I have prepared for you in two sides. Let's call it side A and side B. Just like those old audio cassette tapes which came with two sides. Those were really cool, by the way. And if you have ever owned a ZX Spectrum computer back in the time, You'll love them even more, or not. Anyway, side A will be about the general tips you can follow in order to succeed at selling your own products. And side B, our next episode, will focus on the actual types of informational products you can build and sell to your audience. Ebooks, online courses, membership websites, software, SaaS, S-A-A-S, which stands for Software as a Service, Plugins, add-ons, apps, and productized services. Obviously, also in side B, I won't forget to discuss the ultimate dream of every online business owner or internet marketer. That deeply desired pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which is recurring revenue. Today's episode, side A, and episode 8, side B, are the concluding sessions of our series of episodes where we talk about the top types of passive income online businesses and how they work. Whether you're listening to our show for the first time, you've missed one of the episodes or you'd simply like to be reminded, we started this series back in episode 4 by describing the two options, the two different types of approaches or foundations. You need to lay down first before setting up these types of passive income businesses and aiming to reach success. 
Episode 5 was solely dedicated to affiliate marketing. What it is, who is it for, the best practices to succeed at it, and why is affiliate marketing the most popular monetization strategy. Finally, episode 6, our previous session, was centered on advertising and sponsoring your online property, be it a blog, website, podcast, or YouTube channel. Today, like I just told you, is all about the best tips for selling your stuff. Really exciting things to discuss today, so if you're like me, you're probably eager to get to the bulk of things, so let's get going. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. What's the big deal with selling your own products after all? Well, my friend, success, and I mean real success, in internet marketing or online business, really just comes when you start selling your own products. If you do things right, the returns can be pretty huge and it may represent the difference between you being able to quit your day job or not. Now, I won't advise anyone to quit their job or not. That's entirely up to you to decide. Weigh all the factors, prepare everything you need to prepare, get ready, measure everything up and then decide. It's entirely up to you to decide not for me to advise you about it. So getting back to our content here. This selling your own stuff thing is actually one of the most overlooked monetization strategies there are. It requires more work up front from you and it also takes longer to make money from it. These delay gratification and more upfront work factors make people prefer to bet on affiliate marketing or on the Amazon's associate program instead. Nevertheless, the income potential from selling your own products far exceeds what you can make from affiliate marketing or advertising because you control everything from start to finish, from product conception to marketing and sales. Besides, you don't need a ton of customers to earn a good amount of money. Even just a few hundred can help you do it. Just so you know and feel inspired, super inspired actually, convert kit an email list and autoresponder service has recently hit $1 million in, wait for it, monthly recurring revenue, which means that they are generating $1 million per month from their not millions of customers, not hundreds of thousands of customers, but from just 18,000 and around 850 users. Not just a few hundred of them, it's true, but we are talking about $1 million of revenue a month here. But it's no wonder why there are so many people who still prefer to go the affiliate marketing route. One of the biggest and best reasons is that you don't have to spend time and money to create your own products. They are already there, you just have to go and promote them. And you don't need to worry about anything else, like customer service tech support and returns. So it's much easier to start with affiliate marketing and it still yields a higher ROI, return on investment, than it is to build and sell your own products. As far as advertising is concerned, it requires a huge amount of traffic to make real loads of cash. I remember my viral videos website that was monetized via Google AdSense. It needed hundreds of thousands of visitors a week to make real money. So it's either trying to drive millions of visitors to your website a month or being 
in a high pain niche where the CPC cost per click on your display ads will make you earn much more. I talk more about advertising and sponsoring in episode 6, the previous session of this podcast. You can listen to it by adding to onlinebusiness.fm slash 6. Let's now talk about informational products. And what are informational products, you might be asking? Informational products are any sort of intellectual property content that is stored in a digital format and is suitable for selling online. That's kind of the technical definition, so to speak. But to what does it actually translate? Well, an informational product can be anything from ebooks or PDFs to audiobooks, from membership websites to online courses, from software plugins and add-ons to mobile apps. Any digital contraption, oh, I like this word, contraption, or any content you produce, save and distribute to sell on the internet can be considered an informational product. Informational products, or rather, selling informational products, is not a 100% passive income kind of business. However, like I explained back in episode 3 of this podcast, there is no such thing as 100% passive income, which doesn't necessarily mean it cannot be or become passive in some or other way. In the case in hand, when it comes to informational products and their not 100% passiveness, you'll need to worry about book, course or product updates and always trying to better your product along the road. Customer service, tech support and payment returns. Improving your conversion rates by tweaking around and changing your marketing tactics, sales pages and sales funnel and email marketing efforts. Driving traffic to your offer by betting on either SEO, advertising, Facebook ads or Google AdWords and maybe even recruiting affiliates to do the hard work for you. We'll get more specific in terms of business types in Side B, the upcoming episode 8. But here are a few general tips that apply to all kinds of informational product types of businesses. The first tip I have for you pertains to driving traffic to your website and generating sales. Bet on more than one traffic source. Some experts and gurus say that you should pick one traffic source, one product, one strategy and run with it, meaning that you should focus on just one thing at a time. And they are right. You should focus on just one traffic source first, try to understand how it works, get results from it and set up a process, which is just a set of repetitive tasks you need to do every time. After you reach that stage though, you shouldn't stop there. When everything is streamlined and running smoothly for that particular traffic source, you should look for another alternative and do the same. Try to figure out how it works, get results, set up a process or take it further by setting up a system, a set of processes that your virtual assistants or collaborators can also follow to save you time. The general rule of thumb here is find out where your audience hangs out the most online and focus on those platforms keeping in mind what I said earlier. Tackle one at a time, and when you are comfortable with that one, move on to the next one. For example, 
you could go beyond just focusing on SEO. You could try building an audience on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest and even on iTunes and get lots of traffic from those platforms. Driving multiple traffic streams like two or three that originate from different sources to your website is really the best scenario. That was tip number one. Now for tip number two, invest back into your business. In order to increase your performance, productivity, competitiveness and keep your business making money, you should grab some of the money you're already making and invest it back into your business. Utilize it on outsourcing content production or repetitive tasks, maybe hire virtual assistants to help you out and get some tools to streamline your workflow and reduce your workload. You can use that money as well to improve your branding elements, communication and marketing and to build relationships with influencers in your niche or market. Tip number three. Best time to start selling your own products. What is the best time to consider selling your own products? There are three things you need to have in place before considering building and selling your own products. Number one. You should have published a reasonable amount of content. Number two, you should drive a considerable number of visitors to that content. And number three, build an email list with a strong number of subscribers. Basically, you'll need to create good content on a consistent basis. Ideally, you should set up a content production system that keeps spitting out new posts frequently. Grow your email list by placing opt-in forms on your blog posts, build your following and send your subscribers and followers back to your website's content. When all of that is kind of scaled up, that's the moment you should consider start building and then selling your own informational products. Tip number 4. Coming up with product ideas. Before actually building your own informational products, however, there are a few options to both think of potential product ideas and at the same time validate those ideas. You can utilize your existing audience, by that I mean your list of subscribers and social followers, that's why you should wait until you gather a considerable amount of them and simply straight up ask them. Run a survey using a tool or service like SurveyMonkey and ask an open-ended question like what are your biggest struggles regarding specific topic ABC or niche XYZ? Actually, if you set up your email list autoresponder series the right way, in one of your first emails, you should go ahead and request everyone who signs up to your email list to reply back to you with their answer. That way, you'll be collecting those valuable pieces of information on an ongoing basis. Using a tool like SurveyMonkey just makes it easy for you to gather that kind of information and data on a centralized place and they do have a free plan that allows you to run your own service. Instead of asking them to reply back to you, you could just ask your list subscribers to answer the survey. But it's always nice and a smart approach to make your subscribers see that there is actually another person on the other side of your email address. Plus, it helps with open and click-through rates when it comes to your email list stats. 
Another option is to drive cold traffic to your survey page through Facebook ads or other advertising platforms, although FB ads might work best, and offer an incentive to get more people to take the survey. That incentive could be anything from offering to pay a month's or a year's use of a popular tool in the space, or an Amazon gift card to the winner. While you're at it, take the opportunity to add your survey takers to your email list. After all, you will need their email addresses to send them their prize, right? A great way to test the waters and getting a feel for what your audience wants and needs before coming up with your own product is to become an affiliate for products similar to those you might be considering building and selling. Pitch affiliate offers that are potential solutions to your audience's problems and see what works and what doesn't. Can you generate enough sales to justify creating a similar and eventually better product around? This strategy here is useful to get the product ideas and validating those ideas at the same time. It's a win-win combination. Tip number 5. How to sell. This next general tip concerns knowing how to sell your informational products. Selling, or rather, knowing how to sell, is actually one of the biggest reasons why people fail. People don't know how to do it right, or simply don't do it at all. If you think about it, it makes perfect sense in a way. Most of us are good at producing content, writing, making videos, podcasting, blogging, etc. Not actually selling. Nevertheless, here's the general idea. You need to set up a good sales page that focuses more on what people can achieve if they end up buying your product than on the list of features it includes. To back that up, you have to show something that proves that by adding a few testimonials from your previous customers. Obviously, if this is your first time selling that particular product, you should consider offering it to some of your audience's members or selling it at a cheap price in return for their feedback. If you have a community as one of your product features, like a Facebook group or a forum, there's where you can collect some success stories from people using your product and use them as proof that your product actually does its job. Also, don't forget to make it easy to buy, include a money-back guarantee and facilitate refunds. Tipper number 6. Pricing and Sales Funnel As for pricing, you can set up a 3-tire system in that your recommended best option, a 3rd tire, seems obvious right off the bat that it is the most advantageous one to your customers. Let's say you're selling an online course. Your first tire are video lessons and cost $200. Your second tire is the PDF version of the same online course that sells for $100 and the third tire is a package that combines the video lessons and the PDF together and runs for $285 and includes access to a community where customers can interact with each other and ask questions to the course instructor. It seems pretty clear which is the best option here, right? Your third tire product should be cheaper than the other two combined. Or you can set up a sales funnel with the cheapest item as the front-end product. Let's say it would cost $20. This cheap front-end item would sort of act like a tripwire where people who stepped on it 
would be offered more expensive upsells. Your upsells should be complementary products to your front-end product, of course, so it would make sense for people to also buy them. And in this example here, they would cost around $100. That's how you turn a $20 sale into a $120 sale, or more, depending on the price points you decide to use. An important strategy to use here is to offer your upsells or product upgrades during or right after checkout, making sure they are one-click to buy items so that your customers get charged right away without having to go through the checkout process once again. This strategy alone will boost your conversion rate dramatically. Alternatively, you can offer a free product like an ebook or a free course to act simultaneously as a lead magnet to incentivize people to subscribe to your email list and as the first stage of your sales funnel where you would then try and convince people to buy products from you. Depending on the product that you're selling, you can take things further by offering recurring subscriptions. This works best for SaaS software as a service and membership websites. For IRN products that cost over $2,000 or $1,000, you should make it more accessible for people to purchase those products by dividing that amount by several monthly installments where they would pay $200 or $100 a month instead of the whole price at once. As you've probably already seen, there are also some products that are being offered as $1 trials for some days and then charge customers the full amount. It could work in terms of convincing people to try and buy your product, but I've heard that this approach generally comes with a ton of problems and a high refund rate. People get attracted by the incredibly low price and fail to read that at the end of their trial period they will be charged the full amount. You need to be careful then if you opt for using this approach. You want to keep your customers happy and avoid chargebacks at all costs because those can get you in trouble business-wise. A great marketing technique to increase your sales page or sales funnel's conversions is to use scarcity. This basically means setting up a special offer that's either limited in quantity or in time, with the latter usually producing the best results. The goal here is to create a sense of urgency around your product offering and force, force here is in between quotation marks, and force people to take action. I don't know about you, but this is always how other marketers finally convince me to buy their products. Simply adding a big countdown timer above your buy now button or other kind of call to action you have in place will do the trick. Just remember not to be deceiving. If you are telling people that you are selling your product at a discount price for a limited time, it better be like so. The worst thing you can do in terms of trust and authority is to fool people into believing in something and then that not being true at all. And I've seen some marketers do that too. Of course, the trust I had in them was totally destroyed. A newer version of the scarcity marketing technique is the evergreen scarcity. It works just like the regular scarcity technique except 
that for every person there is a unique countdown timer. If you do things right and use the proper tools, it will be art. Mind you, I'm saying art, not impossible, for anyone to cheat the system and so everyone will get an equal and fair chance to get your stuff at a discount price. Tip number 7. Recruiting affiliates and making more sales. If you want to scale up your sales, and obviously you will, you should consider recruiting affiliates. They'll act as your sales force, and that could mean making many more sales and increased exposure to your brand at the same time. To recruit affiliates, you can join ClickBank and wait for people to start promoting your stuff. Or you can look for affiliates yourself by searching the web for bloggers or affiliate marketers that are already promoting similar products from your competitors and reaching out to them. Impress them with your business numbers and explain why promoting your product would represent a better opportunity for them. At the same time, bringing a few influencers on board would make a huge difference. If you can convince one or two influencers to promote your product, of course I'm talking about influencers in your niche, if you can convince one or two of them to promote your product, that would mean a lot more sales. Now, remember last episode when I said you could make money from lending or renting your email list for someone else to promote their products to your audience? As long, I need to emphasize this part, as long as you, the email list owner in this case, are not selling their email addresses, spamming them, or going against what should always be your primary focus, putting your audience's needs, wants, and interests first and foremost before making money. Remember that? When you're on the other end of the deal, when you're the one trying to rent someone else's list to promote your product, that kind of thing is called doing solo ads. And that's a good strategy to promote your product to relevant audiences and potentially make more sales. As I mentioned back in episode 6-2, you could strike a deal with the email list owner where he or she would get the percentage of your sales, whether those sales come from a webinar or you're selling directly through the emails you send or earn an increased affiliate commission percentage. We've come to the end of our side A episode here, but there is still a lot more to talk about concerning the types of informational product kinds of businesses. That's what I'll be doing in side B, the next session of the OBFM podcast, episode 8. I hope you've enjoyed this episode here and I thank you for listening to it. If you have any questions or would simply like to say hi, shoot me an email to louis at incomeprodigy.com louis at incomeprodigy.com I would love to get some feedback and know more about you. Why don't you go and answer this question, for example? What are your biggest struggles when it comes to building and selling your own products online? Alright, that's it for today's episode. If you want to get the show's notes for this episode, just head on over to onlinebusiness.fm slash 7 onlinebusiness.fm forward slash 7 Please tune back for our show's future episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks again for being there and I'll see you around. From Lisbon to the world, this is Louis Luke and I'm signing 
us. Thank you.